0: Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and this is a late night movie review, movie discussion. Um, I just watched the movie House. Uh, For those who don't know about the late night movie review thing, I watch movies and I talk about them really late at night. I sometimes do it on the Horror Express with Joel and Adam, but a lot of times I just do it on my own. And it's kind of like doing a drunk podcast. I don't drink, I don't do drugs, but... The closest I get to any kind of altered state of consciousness these days is staying up late and talking about movies. So I'm just in a uh, a very tired, lethargic, and I don't know, disoriented state. And I like talking about movies off the cuff and sort of just I don't know. It just I just find it relaxing. Um, and for whatever reason, some people like listening to these, so I I keep posting them every once in a while. But they're definitely not for everybody. I meander. I lose my train of thought. I have no planned out topics or anything. I just kind of talk and, uh, and I just see how it goes. And sometimes I get completely lost for a few moments and it takes me a moment to get back on track. So I watched the movie House. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with it, but it came out in 1986. And it stars um, uh, the guy from The Greatest American Hero and from Carrie, uh, William Cat. And it also stars George Wendt um, and Richard Maul, the, uh, the guy who played, I think, the bailiff in, uh, in Night Court. So you kind of have three actors from three big TV shows in the early 80s and the mid-80s, roughly. And uh, it's a really odd film. I remember really liking the movie. I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it when it came out. My uncle was really into this movie. He used to quote it all the time. And actually, I don't know if I saw it in the theater or if I saw it on video, but I saw it, whichever, whatever the case, I saw it around the time that it came out. And I just remember, uh, you know, uh, there's this quote in the movie where he says, uh, you know, they tortured me for weeks. My uncle was just (laughs) constantly quoting that. Um, And this is kind of like a corny horror movie. It's got, it's got like monster movie vibes to it. It's a haunted house film with really odd tone. Um, you know, there's comedy, but it gets really dark at moments, and the special effects are really strange and um, I think pretty effective. They're pretty scary for what they are, um, but it's it's definitely an odd movie. I don't know how to quite pin it down. It's not at all what I remembered. Um, I remembered it being kind of a straightforward haunted house movie with maybe a little bit of that, like mid '80s kind of oddness to it. You know, um, you know, like Return of the Living Dead type stuff. But this is even weirder than that, I think. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a quirky movie. And I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it in ages. And so I really forgot almost everything except for the fact that, I mean, the basic premise of it is uh, William Keddy plays this guy named Roger Cobb, who's like a horror writer. And he's going through writer's block and he's in the middle of a divorce because his son disappeared. I forget what the timeline is but his son disappeared while they were at his aunt's house. His aunt commits suicide at the beginning of the movie, and he goes and moves into the house, and his aunt had thought the house was haunted, and it turns out uh, he's a uh, a Vietnam vet, and the house is haunted by um, the Richard Maul character, who was somebody he was in Vietnam with, Uh, and I'll get into the backstory there in a moment. And I remember that, and I remember him going into... There's this sort of... portal in the house that leads to kind of like a memory hole of not memory hole like a like an like a uh like a haunted version of his time in vietnam and i remembered that i remembered him confronting the richard mall uh ghost at the end and you know just some of the basic outlines of the story but i didn't remember any of the details so it was it was interesting to watch um the 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 Richard Mall character, he he's so that when he appears as a ghost, he looks kind of like Eddie from Iron Maiden, and the the Vietnam sequences themselves. And again, I'm going to be talking really out of order. I know this is not organized at all, but the the Vietnam sequences are they're weird because they look kind of they look kind of cheap, and they look sort of halfway between something you would see on a sitcom or a TV show and something in a in a movie, but the, I don't know there's just something not and maybe I'm just misremembering at what point movies started to look a certain way but it's just it looks not just out of date but just the tone feels off it doesn't feel very uh realistic at all I don't even know that it needs to necessarily but just the Vietnam flashbacks are really odd and basically when he goes when he's in Vietnam the the premises he's uh the the Richard Mall character his name is Big Ben and he's this big oaf of a guy, he's kind of a jerk, uh, but he ends up getting wounded, and he asks he asks Roger Cobb to, to kill him, because he doesn't want to be captured, and Roger can't finish him off, and so he gets captured, and he gets tortured, and he vows revenge, and so he basically comes back as a haunting in this house, and um, that's that's the basic backstory. He ends up he he's the reason that the sun disappears that he, he he pulls him into that haunted vietnam landscape and captures him and he's doing that to lure roger in there so he can kill roger um and so it's a you know it's, a, it's kind of an interesting premise um you know again around this time 1986 you know vietnam was still really in the air i remember it being and everything i've talked about it before but i mean it's just i think if you know and anybody my age would remember this but i think people that are younger might not Realize just how how much it, it it hung over everything, and how how you you were still hearing from people who were there, you know what it was like, and you know I mean it was not that long before before this period, so it, was, it wasn't it wasn't the distance that it is now, and um and so it was a, it was a you know it worked as an idea. I thought that um it was uh I don't know it's kind of interesting that you know he has this haunted house and. You know, it, it, it's it's connected to his time in Vietnam, and he can literally kind of go back to it by... Uh, and again, there are various entry points in the house, but, you know, the, in the, in the, the physics of it aren't exactly clear. But these hauntings can also come through and, and attack him. And so there's a, a variety of monsters. I don't know what they're supposed to be, because they don't... Big Ben is clearly... Uh, his, his, you know, uh, another soldier that he knew from Vietnam, but all the other monsters are just kind of, unless I'm missing something, they all seem kind of random. The only one that isn't is this, um, weird version of his ex-wife. Um, uh, which is, just, you know, it, it, it looks almost like the, the monsters from dead alive. It's got, or from, um, uh, uh, the movie we just saw not too long ago bad taste i think it's got kind of that look but not quite that puppety but it definitely has a little bit of that look to it uh it, it's like there's something grotesque and almost comically obscene about the the ghosts and the monsters in the film um and so i don't know i i i i, I, I it's a weird movie like you it, it midway through the film so George went. the neighbor, is concerned because he, he's worried that uh, Roger is, gonna, is going crazy. So he calls the ex-wife, who's a movie star, and the ex-wife shows up. And then she, and Roger's already kind of walking around the house with a gun because he's been dealing with ghosts. And he's talking to her, and then she transforms into this sort of weird, monstrous version of the ex-wife. And he shoots her, and it looks like he kills her. And then the police show up, and he drags her into a... Um, uh into a closet and the police come in for coffee and george went comes in for coffee and it's just really strange because i completely forgot about that section of the movie but also whether he actually killed his ex-wife or not is not at all clear until much later in the movie and he doesn't i mean maybe he's dealing with so many things it's sort of just in the uh, he puts it on the back burner but it does just seem sort of odd the way that he you know he it seems like he might have murdered his ex-wife and then he just kind of goes on with things. Uh, not goes on with things, but he, he starts a, dealing with all the things that he's been contending with and not really worrying about that, including writing this book that he's been trying to work on. Um, and in the midst of all that, this sort of sexy neighbor lady that, you know, seems to be seducing him early in the movie uh, shows up and, you know, it looks like they're going to have a date and, and, she really just brought her son over so she can have him babysit the son while she goes out on a date with someone else. And so it's just all these weird little things happening. Um, and and those kinds of things do do a good job of uh, sort of forcing the main character to deal with the ghosts but also have to contend with the fact that he's got this kid that he has to protect that he's babysitting. And so that kind of raises the stakes a bit. Um, it, it all works, but it's just a strange film. I, I didn't remember it being this odd, and on top of that, the music is really weird. Like uh, when he when he shoots the ghost that he thinks th- that may or may not be his ex wife, he starts chopping her to bits and putting her in trash bag and is going to bury her in the backyard. I can't remember the, I can't remember the song, but it's like a there's like a breakup song from like the mid '60s that it plays, like a '60s pop song, um, and it plays a lot of music like that throughout, and it just has a it creates a weird tone. Um, again, I mean, a lot of movies in this time were, were strange. I just remember this one being much more straightforward, uh, and not 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 this odd. Um, and and that that happens a lot. Sometimes I'll, I'll go back and I'll watch a movie, and it'll really kind of stand out. Uh, it's also weird because it's you know it's got George Wendt, it's got. It's got um, again uh, William Cat and uh, and Richard Mall, and it's it's kind of an odd team. The chemistry is really strange. I like George went um, You know, Cheers was really big at this time, and so you know he makes a reliable neighbor in a movie. Um, you know, he's <laughs> it's it's a role that he does well. Uh, you know, and it, it's just but it's just like a um, I don't know it, it, it it's a. It's just an odd movie. But the, the George Wendt character is, works. He has kind of a uh he he has this comedic introduction and then he kind of becomes a little bit more of a background character. But when they first introduce him, and I and I feel like this must have been for the trailer because it looks like something they would have put in the trailer, but he's basically doing this thing where he's like, Oh, well the lady that you know used to live here was crazy, she was insane, she was a hag, but you just you know, you know, it's great to have somebody normal and then you know, William Cat responds, you know, it was my aunt. And he's like, Oh, a saint, a beautiful woman, you know, pretty for her age. you know it's just, uh, it was stupid, but it was funny. And, uh, uh, I feel like it was maybe designed for the trailer. Cause I, I don't know if I have a memory of seeing that in the trailer, or if I just feel like that was something that would have been in the trailer, but yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the, there were those elements and, um, and then, you know the the uh you know just the constant going back to Vietnam and I guess I guess what's weird about it is you kind of almost expect it to be a more serious exploration of because it means it works it's like this guy's sort of haunted by the memories of the Vietnam and so that's kind of what the movie is really about him dealing with um but it's Richard Mall yeah <laughs> I mean it's not even at the time like Richard Maul's not like a he's not a serious actor he, he he works really well as a bad guy but he's a goofy bad guy like a really goofy bad guy He even walks kind of goofy um he's kind of like a it's so he's sort of like the like the poor man's um uh jesse the body ventura you know he just he just has that like uh he's got like a jesse jesse ventura look but he's slouched he kind of has a Makes expressions that just kind of, kind of mugs a little bit for the camera in odd ways. Uh, it, it's like it's 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 like he's channeling energy similar to Jesse the Body Ventura, but it's not landing as dramatically somehow. I I don't know quite know how to put it, but it just it's a uh, the only other movie I remember in a role like this from was that there was a movie I think it was called The Dungeon Master or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I remember him being in a movie. I feel like it was a similar kind of role. Um, but you're so, you, the 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 Richard Mall character, I think his name was Bull in that. I can't remember what his name in Night Court was, but it, it was something like that. And in this one they call him an ox, so it's still kind of a similar character. And his um again, his, his nickname is actually Big Ben in the movie. But yeah, it's just weird. I I I feel like you almost expect the flashbacks to be more like Platoon um or just something a little more serious uh yeah you know, just the the there's just like a I, I, I was watching those scenes and I was like why is this not working not that they weren't working but why does it feel weird that they're having these uh the 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 like what about the atmosphere and the acting and the pacing and the and the cinematography of these vietnam sequences feels off and just kind of too light or something and I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it some of it might have been in fact just the uh old movie being put onto HD and that sometimes have effects like that but I feel like this is how it would have looked back then too so I think it was more things like the lighting things like um I couldn't tell if it was a set or not but it looked kind of like a set but I could be wrong um something about just the way that just the direction of it and everything. I don't know what it was, but it just, it just felt too light. and Maybe that's what they were going for. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a, it's, it's interesting that it's dealing with fairly serious subject matter, but it's kind of managing it all in a very oddball kind of light way. So I don't know. I, I, you know, as, as haunted house movies go, I think it's entertaining. Um, this is actually a movie when I was a kid I know I watched it a lot so I got really sick of it um, not sick of it but it just became like one of those movies that you watch so much when you're a kid that you just can't even watch them anymore because you just you remember every line and um, you, you, I don't know you just you just reach a point of too much saturation with, with a particular movie when you're a kid and this is one we must have had on video for whatever reason so I probably watched it a, a lot because of that um, and so I don't know. I I uh, but I hadn't watched it in, you know, I don't know how long has it been. I mean, probably over thirty years since I watched it, and so that's a considerable amount of time. And uh, and so it was kind of nice being able to go back and watch it and not know what was going to happen. Um, but it again, it just was not like what I remembered at all. Um, you know, I I, I mean, I I think I remembered it being quirky, but not not like this. Um and and there's stuff that I'm not remembering that I want to bring up because I know that there was like weird things so I was like oh that's kind of odd oh that's kind of odd I was going to write notes but I I don't write notes for these things I don't you know I I just don't like doing that for the late night ones I I part of the point is I'm supposed to lose my track of thought um but just the way that you, I don't know just the 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 way that he brings in the George Went character to help him deal with the ghosts is just, it, his character becomes like, he starts out as like a really straight laced kind of character. And by the end, he's kind of got this almost like a Michael J Fox kind of performance. I don't know quite how to put it, but he just, he just like his mannerisms remind me a little bit of Michael J Fox from like back to the future and stuff. Just the way he's uh, he, just in, in, in the ways that Michael J Fox is sometimes eccentric. That's sort of the eccentricities that his character develops as he, gets a little bit you know over the edge and so he's just doing all the stuff with his eyes and things and I don't know it, it it was interesting I for a moment I was wondering if maybe that I mean he must have been too young but cuz he cuz back to the future was just like a year before this came out um so I don't think they would have been considering someone like him for this role but but they definitely seemed to have some Michael J Fox energy uh as he got more crazy uh which I thought was kind of cool um, and I don't know and also the, this is also one of those movies where you watch it and like you're just a reminded of what life was like in the 80s. Um you know down to like the computers and you know furnishing and everything. I don't know why certain movies it really pops out some it doesn't. This one it really stood out. Maybe because the the uh it's set in a in a haunted house and so furnishings and all that kind of stuff is pretty important. Um yeah, so I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, it's 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 free on prime right now. So if you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out. Again, the special effects are interesting. i I really like the way the Richard Mall character looks when he becomes a ghost. like in the in the flashback sequences, he just looks like a normal guy do you know in Vietnam. But after he dies and after he comes back, he's just this giant sort of rotting soldier. He still has like the uh, the camouflage and the helmet on. And again, he looks like Eddie. Uh, and I just think I, I I've always remembered that monster. And, and so I kind of think of this as a monster movie. It's just got that that monster movie vibe because his especially the characterization of the Big Ben ghost is just so important. Um And again, it's I mean I think the easiest description is a kind of corny haunted house movie. It does get into serious stuff, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like it like sometimes when movies do the thing where they get into something serious, but they throw in humor. The humor actually intensifies the seriousness of it. In this case, I don't feel like it does. I do feel like the humor accentuates a lot of the horror, but I don't think that the the humor adds to the Vietnam backstory and all that. I feel like it does subtract from it in the sense that it, uh, again, it just kind of makes it a lighter thing. It's not, it, it just, it doesn't feel as weighty. Even, uh, even like the because this this character, uh, the Roger Cobb character, he's supposed to be this guy that's clearly affected by his experience in Vietnam, and so there are these scenes where he'll be writing because he's trying to write a book about his experience. There, he's a horror writer, but he wants to write about his experience in Vietnam, and 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 he uh, he uh, you know there's supposed to be these emotional scenes where he's writing, he has a flashback, and then he comes to and there's an expression it just doesn't feel it doesn't land for me in those scenes it landed um I don't know just felt it's not that he was doing anything bad or anything like that it just it just didn't feel like a real trauma or whatever um it just didn't have that weight to it in the scenes I don't know again I don't think they were going for that um you know, and again, the guy's a, he's a horror writer. His agent is telling him that, you know, nobody wants to hear about his experiences in Vietnam. They don't want to listen. They're not interested in reading about Vietnam. They want to read about horror books. And so I think one of the ideas of it is, you know, which makes sense, again, from the time that, you know, people didn't really want to deal with the memory directly of it. They wanted to sort of deal with it indirectly through, you know, like escapist horror, that type of stuff. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I certainly couldn't analyze the movie this late. As I'm, uh, you know, I, I just finished watching it. I was, uh, I, I was, you know, my brain is is not uh, fully operational at this hour. So, you know, I, have, in terms of meaning and stuff, I don't know. Um, but just you know, some thoughts that I had as I was watching it. Um, yeah, and again, it's on it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I I'm pretty sure it was on Prime. I think that's where I saw. it. Let me just double check that. I don't want to mislead people. Yeah, and, I, and it was, and I think it's free unless I have some. I, I don't think I have any subscriptions on Prime, but unless it's like part of a subscription service that I don't know I have, uh, it should be free. It's 1986. It's an hour and 30 minutes. Um, I'd, I'd say it's definitely worth checking out. I, I kind of like movies with William Catton. He's not in too many but uh i was when i was a little kid i was a big fan of the greatest american hero i actually went as the greatest american hero for halloween one year i had black curly hair um but i insisted that my mom like help me find a curly haired wig <laughs> and uh uh she ended up making me like a yarn curly haired wig or something i don't i don't remember how we did it but it was uh it was a ridiculous outfit um uh but I just always thought it was funny that I already had the curly hair and I just, you know, instead of just keeping it, I had to wear like a, a wig with yarn that didn't look real. Um, so I, I like movies with him. This one, you know, I, th- I this is the movie I think of when I think of him as in, in films, this and Carrie probably. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I do recommend watching it and, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, it's just in case I, uh, I just want to make sure there's nothing else I want to bring up or talk about before I end it here. Um, I guess for those who are interested and if you're listening strictly for the the house overview, maybe you're not. Um, uh, Lady 87 is coming out soon. <laughs> it's kind of like a stealth promotion that I'm putting on the back. I should be putting these things at the front of all my things. I always forget. I'm not good at marketing. I don't, I don't like marketing. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just not good at it. Just plain and simple. I'm not good at it. So, uh, but yeah, the late 87 book, which is the Wandering Heroes of Overgate adventure. That's kind of like a crime sandbox thing. Uh, that is in layout. That is like legitimately in layout, like the covers being put on and everything right now. So, and I just approve like the last changes. So, uh, you know, we're shooting for November. Hopefully things will be good by November. I just have to get the proof and make sure everything's good, but that should be out soon. I had mentioned on a blog entry that, uh, the price was going to be like uh, $59 because of premium paper. It turns out I can't get that premium paper. So it's going to be like $49, um, which is still higher than I would have liked. I, I you know, This is a book I, I – in the past, it probably would have been 39 Um But because of um, fuel costs and uh, like sh- – which increased like the shipping costs. And I think even the um, – there were some other costs that were uh, – the seller was – uh explaining to me but basically the 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 prices have to go up a bit so it's going to be forty nine ninety nine. which if I could make it cheaper I would um but at least it's not fifty nine ninety nine. on the one hand I wanted that premium paper but on the other hand I was a little bit irritated that I was raising the price that high so you know in the end it's going to look like the other Wondering Heroes of Overgate books um I kind of wanted this one to look a little bit special because it might be the last Wondering Heroes of Oregate book but I don't know for sure um and uh and again, this is one that would we really went through development. Like it, it it was uh uh I started it I think in two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. I don't remember exactly when, but um yeah, so it's uh eighteen, I think Yeah, so it's like five years. Um yeah, uh and yeah, so that, that should be out soon. I'll let people know when it is. I'm also doing this thing, um, which I'm going to blog about soon. I've been running the Book of Crips for Ravenloft, and I'm going to blog about that. I've kind of written about it in forums and stuff, but I want to uh, I want to consolidate all that onto blog entries. Uh, I'm running each adventure from Book of Crips with the uh, the 2e system, se- second edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and um, I'm just going straight through. And I'm kind of having the party level up in order to meet the minimum requirements for each adventure, but I'm also The way two E worked was different classes level at different XP rates, so I've been basing when people level on, you know, eyeballing of course, but uh, basing it on that uh, those numbers. So you know, uh, something like a thief would advance faster than a mage. Um, That was an important part of the balance for the old system. So I'm trying, I'm trying to do all that because I want the players who weren't around uh, for this. Part of gaming history, Uh, or they at least weren't gamers at that time. Um, I want them to sort of see what it was like, and uh, I'm just running the adventures as written. Uh, It's been interesting, Um, you know. I I always like going back to Ravenloft and running it, and just I don't know. It was my favorite line growing up, and you know I, I ran it so much, but you know it's it's been a while since I've run regular campaigns. I ran one. A few years ago, I think I ran Feast of Goblins again not too long ago, uh, but I, I ran that for one of my uh, other systems. I ran it for Satorius, and I ran um, a campaign. I think shortly after my surgery, I know, yeah, because I was reading, I, I, I was reading all the Ravenloft material again uh, as I was recovering, and I ran, um, I ran players through. Uh, I know I ran them through the created, I, I think I might've run them through the walking dead. I can't remember the night of the walking dead. I can't remember if I did or not. Um, and there might have been like new adventures too, that I just kind of made up. Um, and I, I forget, I, there was also adventure in Tempest that I ran that was a module. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so, you know, this is the book of crypts. My next goal is, um, when I get back to Ravenloft and I don't know when it'll be after I do the Book of Crips one but my next goal is to do Castles for because that's when I really remember making a big impression um, and I'd love to run it again I'd love to see if it still has the weight uh, Lisa Medman wrote it and I don't know I, always, I I used to like her adventures a lot um, and uh, and she did a lot of them for that line so uh, you know I, uh, um, I I think that I think that Uh, that one in particular though that had some really cool things in it that were just just in terms of like everything the content was good but also the uh, the ideas of the overall structure were good it was just a really cool it was a cool box set Um, and it was a domain that was kind of hard to imagine prior to that box set being released there was a little bit on it in the original box set but it was I don't know I, I always found it kind of tricky it had flavor, but it was not fully fleshed out. Um, and a lot of the domains don't need to be fleshed out, but that was one that, um, like a lot of the domains, they were bare bones. But you, you know, I just kind of got it, or I ran with it. And Forlorn was always difficult for me until that point. I think she did a really good job of um, bringing that domain to life. So, anyways, I'm gonna get going. Uh, you know, again, the movie is House. Uh, recommend it. 1986 uh i don't know if i mentioned the director or not the director um let me see if i can find this the director was uh was it steve Miner, in a screenplay by ethan wiley so yeah so i'll let you go and until next time i will talk to you later